We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive that. Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. My name is Jack and today I'm joined by a man who once watched Die Hard just the once. It's Chris. Hello Chris. How are you? Hello Jack. And to everybody else that's listening to the show today, Jack is right, I've seen Die Hard once with, with, with Jack. Yes, I made him watch it. I held his eyes open so he could wasn't overly that. impressed with the film <gasps> sacrilege thought it was a complete waste of my time and the only reason we're doing it is because it's Christmas and because it snows a bit in the film I don't think it does snow it's just set at Christmas no, I think it's set in it's a Christmas to do with party Christ- <laughs> Christmas party no there's a line in it ho ho no now I have a machine gun ho 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 delivered by Alan Rickman have you ever heard well you have heard Alan Rickman say ho 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 I have in this yes I, I'm joking of course Die Hard was okay I I sort of enjoyed it I mean I, I would watch it again if the opportunity arose I suppose but I'm not going to go out of my way to buy the DVD Die Hard was okay that's a backhanded compliment if I've ever heard one. Seven and a half out of ten Die Hard 1988 film based on a novel by Roderick Trope and didn't you say the film The Raid was inspired by it well it, the Raid and Die Similar Hard share a lot in common, yeah. don't they? Do you know what the name of the book was that inspired Die Hard, or that Die Hard is based off of? I'm guessing it wasn't Die Hard then. Was it called Towering Inferno? No, but Towering Inferno inspired him. Okay. But the name of the book is Nothing Lasts Forever. It's a crap name. It's not as good as Die Hard. That's terrible. It? Right, we'll kick off the deaths in Die Hard with the Nakatomi Plaza guard who is is killed when Theo and Carl come in. Theo's talking very loudly, pretending to be like a party reveler guy, talking about basketball. And I think that distracts the guard just long enough for Carl to pull out his gun and shoot the guard. And then Carl goes round and takes out another guard who's hiding around the corner. Well, I say hiding, he's just standing there. Carl throws, it's like a hockey puck, but it's actually a flashbang. That goes off and Carl shoots the second guard. So you are these two guards. Uh, Have survival. I got a gun? I'd imagine so, yes. Does I would that have shot help? them first. You would have shot them first. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, the party's going on. These two guys have just turned up. They're going to gate crush a party. Does not happen on my watch. Oh, you'd be I suspicious. shoot them in the near cap. The meerkats? The meerkats. The, the meerkats. shoot them in the meerkats. I shoot them in the kneecaps and drop both of them and then ask them what the hell they're doing here. We just come for the party. And they go, oh dear. Oh no. <laughs> I may have lost my job. No witnesses, at which point I kill both of them. Well, and there is, is a the witness because there's a second security I guard. kill him as well. <laughs> and I think I better take out the rest of this tower. And this is the alternate opening of Die Hard. Where the security guard goes crazy and kills everyone. <laughs> yes. Well, the first guard is hmm. quite tricky because you don't know. Yeah, you just pulls out a gun and shoots him. I know Carl uses a silencer, but still, you'd be able to hear something unless Carl, um, not Carl, unless the two security guards don't get along with each other and they just don't talk to each other. I'm trying to remember the scene from the movie. <laughs> I remember Matey Boy being shot and the other guy's leaning on the wall or something, isn't he, around the yeah, corner? Yeah, he's by the elevators. He's um, probably on a break, like a five-minute tea break, so he's not really paying attention to what happens at the front desk. Go into the break room, then. They might not have a break room. So they just stand in the hallway with where all the lifts are. Yeah. Or maybe he's just on lift duty. He's not. He's been told, don't pay attention to a reception desk, focus on them lifts. 
Yes, anyone could come down at any moment. Precisely. These are terrible guards. No, they're not very good, are they? <laughs> to be honest, if I was a security guard and I was standing around a corner and I was bored, I'd probably have my gun out playing with it anyway. Pew, 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 Yeah, pew. pretending to be fake shots. So after that person shoots and a ho- you know something f- comes down towards me, my instinct would be to kick it back automatically because the years of gaming have done that to me. Just to kick things. Kick it back automatically. Who says video games make you violent? There we go. <laughs> Or my reflexes would have been so fast as it was struck down to me, I would have turned and shot it without meaning to. Pew, and pew. it would have exploded and I would have been like, wait, there's danger here. Well, no, you'd be blinded because it's a flashbang. I have special eyes. Not that special. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's diff- What would you do? Right. The security guard should get on better, shouldn't they? I mean, it's a quiet night. Why aren't they just sitting and talking to each other? Unless they really are grumpy with each, unless one of them slept with the other one's wife or something. <laughs> to be fair to the security guards. Or they're very professional and they don't yeah. do chit chatting. Sometimes when I'm working night shifts and it can be as quiet as anything, well, we don't sit there talking. Sometimes we sit there for a few hours in silence and then for like we'll talk for another hour or so. You don't always talk when you're on your night shifts. Sometimes yeah. you just like to sit there and just think about stuff. I.e. you're falling asleep. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's happening. Everyone's falling asleep. So that's what happened to the second security guard. He was asleep against the wall. Yes. <laughs> the other guard at the desk like, when's Barry going to be back? He's been gone a long time. See, the only thing I could say to the first security guard is if he's watching them, as soon as the guy's hand went for a gun, try and recognise those movements and pull out your gun. Or maybe he's like going for his security pass or something. So he can't, he can't just shoot people in the kneecaps willy-nilly. All right, don't have your gun holded, or holstered, sorry. I'd have my gun, like, on the desk. Like, I'd have it up on the desk so people could see. And yeah. when people come, we'd be like, yeah, this is real. This is happening right now. This is my gun. Like, in a dis- display case. You fuck with me, <laughs> I'll break glass for emergencies. No, because then it'd be difficult to get the gun out, wouldn't it? Yeah, but it'd be threatening. I mean, some shopkeepers have, like, baseball bats and stuff. Or sh- shotguns, even, stored, like, under their, yeah. under their thing. Perhaps I should have a shotgun stored under there. Yeah, but again, it happened so quickly for the first guy that no, he the can't second guy should have been listening. It, silence! You're still going to hear like a yeah, it's like something like was that. At the same yeah. time, yeah, that was, that was nicely done. I think yours was better though. Yeah, uh, yes, of course. <laughs> like naturally, <laughs> naturally, you're See, a foley artist. <laughs> <laughs> See, if I was second guy, I would have picked up a note and been like, "That sounds like a silenced pistol." The maker model, I know exactly what yes. it is as well. There's currently seven bullets left in the, in the gun <laughs> or something. And at which point, I would have pulled up my other gun, stuck me around and gone, Bill? Are you there? Oh shit, Bill's dead. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I would have done. And then done a combat rollout and taken out yeah. Carl and Theo. Be more aware. The first guy, not much chance. Second guy, be a bit more aware. Just figure something's not quite right. Yeah. Yeah. And mate, just talk to each other. Yeah, every now and then just shout a word around to each other. You alive? That's always yeah, a good, good one. What about you? There you go. Yeah, I'm still alive. Sorted. Cool. Better communications. So Han and his gang take over Nakatomi Plaza. Everyone thinks that they're terrorists. Hans Gruber takes Mr. Nakatomi, who is the president of Nakatomi Industries, up to a, a quiet room so he can ask him a few questions, like how to get into the safe, for example. Um, Mr. Nakatomi says that he doesn't have the codes to get into the safe. Hans threatens to shoot him, gives him to the count of three to tell him what he wants to know. Um, He doesn't know, or he doesn't want to tell him. Either way, Mr. Nakatomi ends up with a bullet to the brain. 
So, Chris, I know that you like squealing to save your life, so how do you get out of this one? I resent what you say, good sir. What do you mean I squeal to survive? You'll tell anyone anything. I will not. Okay, maybe I will. <laughs> okay, the best way to survive the situation, give him what he wants to know. Well, here's the thing. That's not a good survival strategy in this case, because we don't know if um, Mr. Takagi knows that information, so... We'll say, for the sake of arguments, and to keep things interesting, that he really doesn't know. Lie about it, then, and say something completely different. Give well, false information. Well, then, because the computer's right next to him. Theo's got the computer, so he'll know if you make shit up. So the only way to do this, Chris, is to go crazy and feral. I know you like that. Feral? Do you mean feral? Yeah, feral. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you, <laughs> From you the Feral Isles. You play at Corn Collective, you go, I know the code, here's the code. It won't work, however, because um, it's missing six digits. And they'll be like, what's the six digits? I'll be like, I have one. The other five are known by five other people that are scattered around the world. He'd shoot you for time wasting. Ah, but would he? Yes. Ah, but would he? Because when he goes to raise the gun, I go, okay, I'm lying, I'm lying. I know what the code is. It's one. Two. No, you're, what you're doing is just stalling. Yes. Then once you've finished talking really slowly, <laughs> you've brought yourself about three minutes, depending on how long you can stretch And in it those out. three minutes, I've performed a series of complex calculations in my mind where I've worked out the exact points to move and hit people to disarm all of them. I don't think Mr. Takagi is Sherlock Holmes or James Bond. Is he Japanese? Yes, but don't go that way. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> Don't go down that aisle. You don't know what I was going to say. I have a feeling. No, you don't. Don't assume. I was going to say, I'm going to channel my ancient ancestors and yep, use the that's samurai what I skill. you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, in that case, then, I'm going to go the opposite way. A Roman common collective would be like, what's the code? I'll be like, well, I'll tell you the code, Hans. <laughs> Stop foaming at the mouth. My eyes are going to be rolling around in my head. And as he's like, what's going on here? I then die for them and bite him on the nuts. Well, what he could do, because he mentions calling up um, one of his other uh, companies or like his office or something that might know. Maybe, yeah, do that. Don't say, oh, I don't know it. You can call up over there and they'll say that I don't know it. Use the telephone to find out who knows and go, look, Hans, I don't know it, but I might know some people that might know it. And then Hans can have you at gunpoint while you're ringing up and going, hey. And you can order a pizza. You can order a pizza, you yeah. You bribe them with pizza. <gasps> Here's what you do. That's all You Hans bribe them with food and you bribe them all, yes. Not the six million negotiable bearer bonds in the vault. No. To be honest, if I've got my credit card on me, you can just have that instead. What, just I'm tell rich. them your PIN number? Yeah, it's probably got a l- big limit Is on there. Is it six million worth of untraceable currency? Maybe not untraceable. Yeah, so I think Hans would go for the untraceable stuff rather than that. So yeah, fine. Try and try and find out who knows the code. Just don't go. Well, I don't know it, but you're not going to shoot me. Oh wait, you've shot me. I would have anticipated something like this happening, being the big important businessman. No, I know he gets shot in the face, but I would have had body armor on anyway. I'd on the have, face. I would have also had two guns hitting up my sleeves. Now, when I twitch my my wrists, exactly four degrees outwards they flick out into the palm of my hands one shot guns each 
at which point I shoot Hans in the stomach so he dies slowly. There are there are three people in the room. That's it's okay. Hans, Carl. Yeah, who's but one sitting in the computer. I shoot Hans. I shoot Carl and um, Hans, and then I pick up Hans's gun and be like, Theo, Takaki, this. <laughs> and it blows his brains out. That's a good one-liner. I think there are also two guards um, standing outside. In the which room. case, so when they, they come in, noticed. when they hear the shots, I then shoot both I got of them as well. for all of you guys. <laughs> and that's it. I would have dropped them both. Done. Okay, yeah, that's much more exciting than my. <laughs> yeah, yours is boring. <laughs> Telephones and business conversations. Yeah, that's not great. Okay, so John has managed to escape the terrorists. Or the bank robbers, whatever you want to call them. And he thinks he's going to be clever and, and get some help here. So he hits the fire alarm. He does. He really does. <laughs> he punches the fire alarm. <laughs> he hits the fire alarm. Um, he's looking out the window and he can see all the fire trucks coming. But Hans manages to persuade them to turn around. It's a false alarm and stuff. And he's really upset. And then they send up a guy, Tony, to check the floor where the fire alarm went off at. John sneaks up on him and goes, freeze, I'm arresting you or something. And goes, oh, no, you won't shoot me. I'm a police officer. And then John McClane tries to hit him in the face. So police brutality there. Uh, they have a scuffle for a bit. They fall down a flight of stairs and Tony lands badly. And I'd imagine he breaks his neck in the fall. John's fine, though, from the fall. So that's that's good. Um, what do you do? I should mention Tony. He's got the height and probably the strength advantage over John. And he's got a machine gun. What but happens I, to the machine gun? I think that goes flying. I think both the guns go flying when they start to have a okay. fight. Do they start at the top of the stairs or does the fight take them over towards the stairs? It's like, yeah, the fight takes them over towards the stairs because they're in like a construction bit. Uh, I sort of remember that. that the stairs has got some rails on it or not? I can't remember. It's got some rails on it, yeah. Okay, here's what we do. I was fighting in the stairs and I realised, oh, we're going to fall down here. Okay, Mr. John McClane. <laughs> I grab hold of him. I put his face onto the rail. So as we as we fall down, I hold it down on the rail, grinding it down slowly and painfully. As you're falling? Or I would ride him you, down, basically. I'm going to balance myself. ride him down on the stairs like a, a McClane bobsledge. Yes. I'm trying to keep things festive. Mutilate. It, it is the Christmas, yes. Mutilation. But no, okay. Onto a more, a more, a more serious one. I want to fall down the stairs. Yeah, that, that's good. Um, maybe send two people. If you're if you're Hans, mm. or if you're Tony, go. Hey, I don't want to go up there by myself. I'd be crazy. I would have had a secondary weapon on me. So after we get into a scuffle, I'd be like, Oh no, I dropped my machine gun. What's this? A knife? <laughs> that I then pull out of my belt. And John McClane would have been so focused on doing that that I would have pushed him down the stairs. Oh, so fact, here's what I would have done with the knife. You. Yeah, if I, here's what I would have done. Okay. I would have got into a situation so he's standing with his back to the stairs. Yeah. I would have thrown the knife at him. He would have caught it and be like, oh, look, I've caught it. I run and drop kick him right in the chest. You he's gone down those stairs. And then elbow drop him from the top of the stairs. You'd you'd probably break your elbow. No, no, no. I land right on his chest, don't worry. You'd probably break your hip then. I or a part of your body that doesn't land on the squidgy innards of John McClane would, would be broken. He's taken out. I will survive. Does it oh, matter if I survive. break a bone? Hey, hey. <laughs> so I don't like rub, don't rupture, don't rupture like a major artery or something like that. Or I'm crack a rib fine. into your yeah. Don't lung puncture my lungs. Something. I'm sure or I'm going to be fine. Break your hip or your leg. I'm going to be fine. All right, that's what I'll do. What about you? There's a chainsaw somewhere as well. They bring along a chainsaw. Take that <laughs> as your secondary <laughs> weapon. Why instead of a, a chainsaw? Because they have to like cut the 
security wires or something. I don't know. Are you using bolt cutters with a bloody chainsaw? No chainsaw. There's a lot, so it's just easier to zoom and then chop chop everything off. Right. So that's so have that as your secondary weapon. A knife. God. Oh boy. Yeah, because then I use the knife to slowly pop his eyes out. No, but then I use the chainsaw to carve him up like a Christmas turkey. <laughs> really? You're going to keep making these Christmas references? There will be Christmas references throughout. Okay, next death. John McClane tries to get the attention of police Al Powell, who, who's doing a drive-by, because a lot of shit's going down at Nakatomi Plaza. John McClane's got himself a radio, and he's gone, help me, help me. There are terrorists plus the fire alarm stuff. So... Al's there, he has a look around, doesn't find anything because uh, one of Han's guys is pretending to be a security guard. Um, and he convinces him, ah, nothing's going on. It's probably the guys up at the party room. So he's about to leave and John tries to bust open this window with a chair to get his attention and go, hey, help, I'm over here. Two of Han's gang see this and they go and try to intervene. The first one runs in John points his gun and says freeze again. He's still trying to arrest people at this point. And then a second guy comes in just after. The first guy ducks. McLean shoots the second guy. And then the first guy starts shooting at John. And he dies under this ziggy zaggy table. And the the guy chases him all the way to the end of the table, shooting either side. And goes, hey, there's no more table left. Where are you going to run? Next time you're going to kill someone, just kill them. Don't hesitate. John shoots up through the table into his legs and his um gentleman's area, one would assume. <laughs> and and he dies and John McClane goes, hey, thanks for the advice. And then he throws the body of one of the guys out onto Al's car and he freaks out. And then the terrorists start trying to kill Al so he can't report in that a body's just landed on his car. And that's how John gets uh, the attention of the police. I like it. I like it. What do you do? You're these two guys. Okay, first guy. Yikes. Yikes, It's a bit difficult. He's running. He doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, because he runs straight in. The first guy then ducks, doesn't he? Yeah. And and If I've just seen one of the guys I'm working with duck, my instincts probably would have kicked in. I would have ducked. Ducked as well. I would have dived to the side, like, just without meaning to sort of thing. Or just stared at the guy thinking... The bloody are you ducking What's he for? Doing? And Bang! Been shot. <laughs> the second guy's a bit easier. Once he goes on the tables, I wouldn't have like shot through the tables. I would have just crouched and just shot underneath the table. Yeah, exactly. Because you've not got maneuverability under there. Because he McLean's on his back, and mm. he's shooting either side of the table. He's not like trying to hit him. He's just scaring him. Like ooh, ooh. So shoot at the table, and then you've probably got a chance of hitting him. Yeah, I'd have easily done that. Mm. I just would have, or I would have gone to the end of the table and just crouched down. And as he's like crawling away and he's back, he would look down at me. I'd be like, "Hello!" Yeah. <laughs> Shot him. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I would have done. Or just I wouldn't have got up on top of the table, knowing he's underneath the table with a gun. Yes, exactly. And especially if I'm being a dick and shooting either side, thinking, "Oh, this is quite fun." Yeah, oh. this is great. Oh, he won't think to shoot me <laughs> through the table. No. And then he gives him some advice. Here's some advice. I'm gonna kill you. You should it's, kill uh, me first. I know, it's terrible. Or he could just walk out, because you shot at him. John McClane's dived under a table. You just go out and you lock him in the room so he can't get out. Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah. yeah. Or 
I would have taken the gun from the other guy that fell down and used Dual that first. wielding machine guns. Yeah, and I would have just sprayed so many bullets while trying to hit him, and I would have just taken them out. Like it would have, it would have been brutal. You would have missed though. No, I wouldn't. You're a terrible aim. How do you know? Well, you've never shot me. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tried to yet. You've not had the chance, and so that's probably good. that's why. Yeah. But yeah, I, w- I wouldn't have got on top of the table shooting beside, stay off the table and shoot underneath the table at him and yeah. you would have hit him easy. That's a fair point. Then you're done, aren't you? These, these guys, they never listen, do they? No, they don't. Oh, right, next death. Uh, the police uh, are involved and they try to do a raid or they try to do the raid. <laughs> nice, nice. On, on the uh, Nakatomi Plaza. Um, but unfortunately for them, Hans's team is well equipped and well organised and they've got themselves an RPG and when the police try to break in through the door the guys guarding it just shoot them in the leg so they don't kill the police officers they just wound them but when they send in an armoured truck or it's like an armoured truck it's like a SWAT van or something they drive that up they get hit with the RPG and McLean's not happy with this and he goes alright you've made your point Hans let them let them pull back and he goes thank you for the advice cowboy shoot them again so they get another shot and, and I think one more shot would would end the police so John's got to do something he's got to save them so what does he do he's got a bag of C4 that he's taken off Um, I think one of the guys he shoots I think the guy he shoots from the table uh, he was in charge of the detonators and stuff. So he straps some C4 to an office wheelie chair and a computer monitor, pushes it down a lift shaft and basically blows up most of the building. And in the explosion, it takes out the two guys with the rocket launcher. So so they're dead. Now, this one's a tricky one because they don't know it's coming, do they? No. Well, that's the thing. Don't it, stand so close to an elevator shaft. Well, they're not. They're out the window. All right. It's a really weird... Because ex- it's one block of C4 and it's a really fiery explosion. C4 isn't an incendiary... Incendent. Incendiary. It doesn't make fire when it explodes, <laughs> basically. That's not how it works. So... What you're saying is the film done it wrong, then. Y- yes. I'm so it in did real it for life, dramatic effect. in real life, these guys would have survived. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Oh well, in that case, then it's easy to survive this. Be real life. Done. <laughs> Be based in reality. Yeah. If the film was factually accurate, <laughs> these two would survive. Failing that, I would have had a parachute to my back, having work. You know, having to work in a quite a high building. Yeah. And then what would have happened is I would have felt the flames approaching me. And my mind works at a very, very fast pace. Not from my experience. So, <laughs> let's say. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Cheap shot. So, I would have been like, interesting. I feel flames on my back. You the have temperature of the, the room has increased. And I'd be like, yeah, I've not fired the RPG recently. Well, you have. <laughs> not so recently that my back would start to feel warm. I've so not then fired I'd be like, it on my back. Initiate emergency protocols. Take a, two, a few steps forward and fall out of the tower, pulling my parachute and gliding towards the police, who then probably shoot me dead before the, I touch yeah, the ground. Yeah, he's not that high up that his parachute would deploy without killing I'm a very him. skilled base jumper. No. I've got many years spelunking. I know what I'm doing. Doesn't matter how skilled you are, 
gravity wins. <laughs> you can't trick gravity. Okay, in that case, then I've got a squirrel suit on. Okay, that might work. But again, you'd jump out and the police would probably shoot you. Fine. <laughs> I turn around and fire the RPG into the elevator shaft, detonating so the C4 explodes higher up in the shaft. So explosion meets explosion. You've killed and yourself Cancels each other out. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. Yes, it is. Well, or explosion's a, bigger, I win. Or I would have known, I would have had John McCain pushing it down the escalator shaft, uh, elevator shaft, and as it's falling, I fire the RPG into the elevator, so it explodes, causing the C4 to explode higher up in the shaft. Again, that's not how it works. I choose a different room, then. <laughs> what to shoot the... RPG from, RPG. yes. Okay. A floor higher than John McCain, so you can't give throw it. He's got to stand. Yeah, so he's got to throw it. He's got to throw it up <laughs> instead of down. Yeah. What yeah, about you? I, I don't think they sh- they shouldn't have died, but it makes for a good explosion, and they need a good explosion, a big big explosion. They just had one though. With the yeah, but they need a bigger one. They do have a quite a big one uh, towards the end of the film. Yeah, with a helicopter crash. So what else yeah. do they need? Dicks. You kill two people for <laughs> no reason. John McClane's a murderer. <laughs> yeah, this is extreme police brutality. It is, yes. Although he's on vacation, so should he be held accountable? This is a guy who's been wound a bit too tight. Yeah, it's the lack of shoes. Yes, you take away well a man's angry. shoes and he just goes crazy and starts dropping C4 and computer monitors down. I know, it's dangerous. Yeah. All right, we'll go on to the next death then, and it's Harry Ellis, who is a bit of a dick. He's hitting on John McClane's wife, uh, Holly, quite a lot. We're introduced to him when he's snorting drugs, so he's not in his right mind when he comes up with this ingenious plan to pretend that he's an old school chum of John McClane and go, look, Hans, I'll, I'll talk John down if you, like, stop killing people. That would be nice. Um, but little does he know he's just put himself in the firing line. So Hans gives him a radio to McLean. They talk. John's like, you don't know me. Hans, don't listen to this guy. He's a lunatic. I don't know him. And Hans... Uh, Hans? Hans shoots Hans. him. Hans Solo. <laughs> Hans Solo? Hans shoots Ellis. Um, and he goes back on the radio and goes, stop doing this, John. Otherwise, I'll the next hostage I kill might be someone that you actually care about so Ellis how do you survive don't just it's a terrible plan I know it's the worst plan I mean if you just sat there and kept quiet anyway you probably would have survived exactly yeah Hans wasn't like systematically killing off each one every like 10 minutes he just wanted Takagi for the code and then there was a just yeah. like a insurance that the police don't storm the place. That's yeah. anything so, so. Don't be the hero and try to save people who aren't in danger in the first exactly. place. And up until this point, Hans hadn't gone. Hang on, he's here at a party, so there might be someone that we're keeping hostage that he might be close to, that might be related to him. But and then when Ellis does this, it's like, oh. It, clicks i might have someone that he's close to so it's a terrible plan on many levels i know you it backfires so badly yeah sit there quietly and just do more drugs 
You've, you've you probably do. got some more. Just pull out some more and start just snorting all of that. You know what eases a hostage situation? Loads cocaine of people on cocaine. And heroin. Yes. All the heroin. Maybe just get, uh, get you know, get some more hardcore stuff. Pull out some crack. Yeah. Or I try don't know. And, try and share it with the with the robbers. Oh, I know. Um, try to make them a bit go a bit funny sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah. Or maybe one of them will have a... Because drugs, kids, they kill people. So don't do them, but maybe it'll go to their head and it'll mess kill them. Yeah. So that's a downfall in the second Predator film. Drugs. Something like that happens. Like yeah, the criminals are in a shoot of police. You mean the best Predator film with um, Danny Glover? No, I'm talking about the one that tried to live up to the original. When no, the one that surpassed the original with the excellent. It, Danny it really <laughs> didn't. I'm not going to get into this argument with you. I was just going to say they're in a shootout of police, and they retreat back to the, these gang members retreat to their hideout. And the like, one has been like shot, so like they're picking up like the white powder. I don't if it's heroin or I don't probably. know. I don't know my drugs very well. <laughs> and like, he's like they're rubbing it into like their wounds and like snorting it to like pump themselves up and like. But ultimately, leads her downfall because they all die in the end anyway. Yeah. So I'd imagine offering your drugs to Hans men might help. Well, it can't hurt that. And no, you become an international drug dealer, you making would, connections. Yeah. yeah, I like it. They're like, oh, this guy knows stuff. Keep him alive. Bring him with us. Mm. He can be our drugs mule or something. <laughs> drugs mule. I don't think Hans would take the drugs though, because he's he's quite. He doesn't seem that way inclined. He doesn't seem like the sort of person that would drink. He likes either. Yeah, he likes reading magazines and talking about posh suits and stuff. Yeah, he seems nice apart it. from the whole murder and robbery stuff. Yeah, I'd like to have a drink with him. I wouldn't. <laughs> Alan Rickman does even, a terrible German if you, accent. If you got him drunk, you'd hear him say, ho, ho, ho. Oh, that's terrible. That was a terrible Alan Rickman impression. I can't do it. He talks very slowly. Okay, so John is out and about doing his um, hostage-freeing stuff. And Hans said that he's going to go up to the roof because he's running out of men at this point, so he has to put himself in the firing line. He says he'll go up and check the explosives because they've got a plan they're going to blow up the the roof of the building um to disguise the fact that they've they've gotten away so he goes up to check the explosives and he meets John McClane and Hans he's a good actor so he puts on an American accent and cuz John only knows him from the radio he's not seen Alan Rickman's face so he doesn't know that he's Alan Rickman or Hans Gruber <laughs> Doesn't know he's an evil person. Doesn't know he's Severus Snape. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know he's Snape. So they have a chat, but John's suspicious. So he gives Han a gun that he's found, but the gun isn't loaded, but Gruber doesn't know this. So when John turns his back on him, he pulls out the radio, says something in German, points it at him, goes to pull the trigger, and John's like, ha, dickhead, it's not loaded. Fuck you. And then he gets his comeuppance quite quickly because the lift uh, bongs and two of Gruber's men come out and start shooting at him. <laughs> so he doesn't get to glow for very long. No. And du- during the ensuing fight, one of Gruber's men runs at John. John shoots him in the kneecaps. He falls through uh, like one of those office dividing glass window things. Yeah. He falls into that and he lands with his neck, I'd imagine, impaled on some of the glass and and he doesn't get back up so you're that guy find cover don't run at the man with the gun 
Yeah, I mean, you've got somebody else with you. Use well, your he's partner. Got, he's got two people with him. Look, it's there you Hans, go. the guy that dies, and Carl. Well, there you go then. You, you, you've got people with you. You don't need to run in there being on macho. You've got him. You've got John McCain pinned down. You yeah. can just sort of take cover, fire a few shots off, make John fire a few shots back. He's going to run out of bullets before you do. Yeah. And there's three of you, and you've got machine guns. And he's yeah. only. I think he's lost his. Yeah, he's lost his machine gun at this point, so he's just got his handgun. Well, there you go then. See, even, even, it's even better. Yeah. I mean, everything I think could do would be to snort a load of drugs, get the second machine gun, <laughs> and just charge in there like a tank, spraying your bullets everywhere. I think drugs would um, not be beneficial in this situation because it would ruin your aim. So drugs bad. You know, when you spray a gun, you're not aiming. You just go wherever. Exactly. You need to conserve your bullets and, and aim shots. I would find cover. Pretend it's a cover-based shooter and not... Um, I can't think of a game that's not got very good aim. Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, we'll say that one. <laughs> Is that a cover-based shooter? We no. don't know. No, but find not. some cover. Don't run. Yeah. Play it cool. Yeah. Yeah, that sort of thing. Each if each, each of you move around to a point and slowly and move in. Him. Don't freak run him out. Him. Yeah, freak him out. Make him like, you know, panic and stuff as like one of you goes left, one goes right, one sort of goes a bit left and right and then back in yeah. the middle again. Spread you out. Know, yeah, freak him out. So no spread out and then No, he no, no. no freak, freak him, him out. out. Spread out. Yeah. And then freak him out. Oh, and then freak him out. Okay, so next death is Johnson and Johnson. They're FBI agents. They're not related, as they say. Um, one of them is the bad guy from The Goonies, <laughs> and never seen that film. He's also the bad guy in License to Kill. It's got it's quite tall, quite distinctive, but yeah, he doesn't last long in this. Hans sends all the hostages up to the roof that he's planning to explode, and John tells them all to go back down because you're all going to die basically so he shoots his gun up in the air to panic them all and they all go down and uh, the FBI guys are they're in a helicopter and they go hey that guy's a terrorist we should probably shoot him so Johnson one of the Johnsons has a sniper rifle tries to shoot John misses John uses a fire hose on the roof to abseil down and break through one of the windows and get in before the top of the roof explodes. The FBI agents don't know that the roof's about to explode, so they fly over. It explodes and takes out the helicopter. Helicopter falls down, explodes, because everything explodes. So, yeah. I think this is the pilot's fault because he gets too close. And also the Johnson's fault for being too eager to snipe people. Yeah, I think I'll have to agree with you on the pilot's choice. Really, the pilot should have been trained to recognise when a roof's been laden with explosives, as all basic pilot training requires this. Uh, um, debatable, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, the, uh, why did he fly so close to the roof? Was it just because he was planning to land the helicopter, maybe? No, I think it was just to give Johnson a better shot at John. He's got a sniper rifle. I know, you but don't need clean. to get close. The idea of a sniper rifle <laughs> is to shoot for a long distance. Oh, <laughs> Why? I don't know. Right, it completely defeats the point of the gun. If you get too close, he'll have difficulty aiming down a sight. I'd understand it if he had like a machine gun attached to the helicopter, but no, he has a gun that's specifically designed <laughs> to shoot from a long range. 
use it. Also, helicopters aren't the best aiming platform. No. Because they're, they're quite rickety, I'd imagine. I've never tried to shoot a sniper rifle from a helicopter, but... It's difficult, yeah. yeah. I'd I'll imagine it's that. a skill that not all FBI agents have. And this John- Johnson probably didn't. It's probably his first time he's like, oh, I'm going to no, definitely no, give this he's, a go. He's all excited. He's saying to the younger Johnson, woo, this is just like Vietnam or, or some war or something. He goes... The other Johnson's like, oh, I wasn't old enough to know that. So the first Johnson, the Johnson with the sniper rifle, he's a bit trigger happy. So mm. send but someone I mean, a bit more level headed. Yeah, but even if they'd shot, jo- uh, shot McClane. and killed John, it was still going to explode. Yeah. So there's no say not killing him doesn't it, help. No. Having the helicopter doesn't help either. No, uh, I, I would have been why worried. Why send the helicopter when you know that they've got an RPG? That's just a bigger target. So that's not good planning. Perhaps they thought they've used the shot up, though. They Perhaps they didn't know they had more shots. Well, I mean, if it's I was still in not a, a smart move, if I was, was if, if I was a police officer and there's a hostage situation, and I knew they had RPGs and guns, yeah, I w- and I was in a helicopter, I wouldn't say to the pilot, Why be in a helicopter? Fly, fly close to the tower, let me get a better look through my long-distance gun. Yes. No, sir, fly away out of their range and then let me shoot them one by one. With my long-distance gun. Precisely. It's your own fault. I have no sympathy for Johnson & Johnson <laughs> or the helicopter pilot who left behind a wife and three children on the eve of Crif- Christmas, whenever it was. Was it Christmas Eve? I, think I don't think the Eve. party was on Christmas Eve. It was around Should've Christmas been. time. All right. Though. Well, he's he's left his children defenseless. She works all day. Who's going to look after the kids? They go into foster care. Oh, it's completely spiraled out of control. They grow up. One becomes a evil genius and resurrects Hans Gruber. You've gone too far. Maybe. <laughs> you didn't know how to end that. I didn't know. Okay, madcap backstories aside, or <laughs> world building, whatever that is. Um, Yeah, they... They didn't think this through, and the the FBI agents in this they're played as they're played as the fools. Yeah, well, not as the fools. They're written as the overeager, macho men that come in, take over, and then just go in and yeah, and don't shoot don't think up. it through. They're not mm. planners, are they? No. So we come on to Hans Gruber's much anticipated death, the death that he dies hard in. Don't ever try doing that again. <laughs> he dies. Does he die the hardest in this? Has anyone died harder? Well, he falls to his death, doesn't he? Is this he? the hardest anyone has ever died? Well, he he got him falling to his death. Oh, yeah, I should explain this. <laughs> another guy being shot in the nuts for a table. Oh, yeah, that's a tight... That's a pretty, yeah. pretty brutal way to go. I mean, imagine the bullet would have to go, like, through your... Pop one of your balls and, like, move up into your body, like, ripping through your organs as mm. it did, so... So we're giving the award to die hardiest person to the guy shot through the table. Possibly. Yeah. Depends how hard Hans hit the ground and where how he hit the ground, like well, head let, first, feet well, first. Well, let me tell you. Okay. Let me tell you. Let okay. me paint you a picture. We we have talked about this death before. Yeah, in a much in earlier like episode. Episode two. I know. But we, we're going to we, do we it again. Because it. it's a good death. So Hans has got Holly McLean uh, at gunpoint. And John McClane's he's strapped a gun to his back. Hans is about to shoot him. Um, John starts laughing. He's like, ha, 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 ha. And Hans starts laughing. Ha, 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 ha. It's all hilarious until John gets his gun out, shoots the guy that was pretending to be the um, security guard in the head. Um, but we don't care about him. He's, he sucks. 
and then he shoots <laughs> and then he shoots Hans like in the chest or in the shoulder Hans falls back goes out of the window John jumps grabs Holly Hans has got Holly so he's not fallen yet and he's still got the gun so he's about to shoot McLean in the face and then they're all going to come tumbling, tumbling down and, and die but um John unstraps Holly's brand new watch that she's got from uh, the Nakatomi people for being brilliant at her job, um, which is what Hans had a hold of. Watch goes, he falls, and he hits the ground. Splat. Survives and is run over by the police van, which ultimately kills him. No, I think he's just dead from the fall. My version Stop of Die Harder would be so much better. Stop trying to make Hans die harder. <laughs> He must die harder. This is the hardest anyone has ever died. I doubt that. <laughs> okay. I believe... I'm trying to remember about what I said originally, and I knew there was something about grabbing hold of John McClane's watch instead. Or grabbing McClane. Or grabbing By McClane. his hair, because he had hair back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> or shooting Sorry. a bullet up through McClane... McClane? 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 What's his name? Right. Killing McClane while you're hanging out the window doesn't help... You still die. No, 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 no. You have let, to survive, let me, let me finish. Chris. Oh, no, let, let me finish. Okay, so I shoot the gun, the bullet up, killing his wife and killing him. We all, all three of us start falling. Now, here's what's happened. Because, um, was John holding on to her or was she holding on to him? They they were holding on so they didn't fall out, but now you're falling. So what, ah, what do you do? They've died, okay? They've now, they've now got that weird death grip thing, you know, where a hand goes out rock solid. No, that doesn't. That takes about two hours to set in. And uh, that's okay. This and is two hours. The fall's a long fall, okay? So two hours into the fall, their hands are now gone into rigor mortis. Okay, they've got a death grip on each other. And here's what I do. Using that body weight, I swing... <laughs> hold on to Molly. I swing No, because you're falling. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. John is out the window. Yes. For some reason, now in full rigor. Yes. Now let me finish, okay? All three of us are falling. But here's what happens. Because they're holding on to each other and they're holding on to, to the woman. Oh, what's her name? Holly. I thought it was Molly. Right. Holly, I swing them. They both hit a window, smashing it, and then go into the building, dragging me in with them. That's not how physics works. And Screw physics. And John has a hard time breaking one of the windows to get in. He has to shoot it. That's why I'm using two people. Instead of a bullet. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't think that would work. I think it would work. No. <laughs> Let's test the theory out. Find somebody else and meet no, me the, at this tower. The, there's hammers that you can get to break glass in case your car goes into a into a river or something. And they're designed to have like little points on the end, and that's that's how you break glass with like large impact on a small surface area, and that's that's how it breaks. You're just flinging two people against a window. It's it's gonna yeah. absorb the impact. No, I helped design this building. No, you didn't. I did. No, you really did. A hands did before he became an international criminal. No, he was not an architect. Yes, he was. I know he likes model making, but just just no. Fine. The only other thing I can think to do would be use my jacket as a parachute. Or how about? Instead of laughing at John McClane while, shoot him while, while he's, he's laughing. laughing. Yes, yeah, just shoot John McClane starts laughing, and you're just like, a boom! Oh no! A boom! And then you kill her, and then you're like, boom! And then you actually shoot yourself. You, yeah, you do a celebration shot, and it ricochets 
off the roof and hits you in the hits head. you. Yes. That's a terrible idea. I know. But yeah. If you want to go into more detail about this death, I think it's episode two, which is on YouTube. Um, but yeah, I think... Well, I can't remember episode. what we said. I know. I, I can't remember, but we, we spoke about it quite a lot, that, that specific death. Yeah. Did we? I think we did. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure I had some crazy idea about using them as like you always body bags to land ideas. on or something. Probably, yeah. We'll do that then. <laughs> Use them as airbags. Sorted. Yeah, right. Final death is Carl. Last we see of Carl is he's had a fight with John McClane and McClane has left him hanging on a chain by his neck. And we assume he's died from that, but shockingly, no. He's been cut down and put into a body bag of some sort. With his gun, with his machine gun. And yeah, that's gets, a bit weird. You don't do that. No. You separate him. I mean, generally, you don't put them in a body bag while they're alive as well. Yeah. Well, Unless someone's it... obviously made a terrible mistake. Yeah, it's a trainee paramedic or something. Yeah. So, we think he's dead, but uh, he come, he's brought out. Everyone's celebrating. He's like, yay, we're all, we're all alive, apart from Harry Ellis and Mr. Takaki. But never mind them. So he pops up with his machine gun, aims it at John. John ducks, um, brings um, Holly's head down as well, shows he's not in the firing line. And police officer Al, who's been a good friend to John throughout this whole incident, pulls out his gun and shoots Carl a few times, which is a big moment because there's a story about how Al accidentally shot a, shot a kid. So this is a big moment for him, killing Poor Carl. Yes, I say him murdering Carl. somebody. <laughs> but yeah, Carl's not very nice. No. How do you survive your Carl? Do you just pretend to be dead? Don't try and do this well, big reveal thing, and then when they take you to the morgue, sneak out and then why go the on the run. Why was his gun put in there with him? I'm pretty sure it's you know procedure. I don't to work. Separate I don't them. work. I don't work. You know, in the police, so I can't say for hundred percent. But I'm pretty sure when they load up a dead criminal into a body bag. They don't go to the paramedics. By the way, here's his here's weapons. His yeah. Put them with him so they, we know where they are. No, what they'd do is, is the body would be one piece of evidence and the gun would be another piece of evidence. So for ca- contamination reasons and for safety reasons, you don't want a gun in a mortuary. So they'd, they'd separate them. Who's, who's a gun going to hit in a mortuary? <laughs> well, you don't want it in the ambulance. You don't want it because most mortuaries are like in a hospital. You don't want it in that environment. It's a gun. You want it with the police. Hmm. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, don't try popping up. I mean, he's surrounded by police. So even have, even if he had shot and killed John, you're still going to be still going to be shot by like by... the fifty other police yeah, officers. It's not Some worth of them it. you've shot a rocket launcher at, and they're not going to be happy with you. Basically, if I was laying in a body bag, I'm like, oh my god, they've messed up, they think I'm dead, here's my chance. And then I feel my gun put with me, I've been like, oh my god, this, this, is, a, this <laughs> is a sign that I am meant to survive this and escape. So, and then I'd sit quietly, like, in the ambulance, we're on the way there, they've unzipped me to do whatever, or, or I unzip it, and suddenly, oh, hello, Mr. Paramedic. I then take over the ambulance, drive me Drive away, where and yeah. go and live in Hawaii. And then disappear, yeah, vanish. So yeah, gone. just go with it. Um... Right, well, that was our Christmassy film, Die Hard. If you want to email us Christmassy-themed messages, 
uh, you can do that. We can survive that at gmail.com. Or if you want to be a Scrooge, you can send Chris Scroogey humbug tweets. Uh, we could survive. Do you like humbugs? What are they? Sweets. They're like sweets, yeah. Never had one, so I oh. can't comment. Okay, send pictures of humbugs to Chris. <laughs> oh, I know what they are. <laughs> Chris, um, end the show in a festive way. Ho, ho, ho. That'll do. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Say Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Don't be rude. And a Happy New Year. Oh, we'll and see a, you before the New and Year. And a moderately good New Year. Yeah, I don't have a too good one. Yeah. Goodbye. See ya.